it's your money you're, that you're putting into your brand. So it is a lot of work and you got to be willing to work and hustle. Welcome to my podcast, Keep It Spicy. My name is Shuba and I will be your host for today's episode. Interested in hearing about love, life, travel, and career? I will be exploring all those topics and more. If you want to tag along for something fun, entertaining, exciting, and of course, spicy, hit that follow button so you can stay up to date with more episodes. Now, let's get into it. This is Keep It Spicy. Today's guest is Desma Atoy. Desma is a Carleton University graduate with a BA in law. Desma currently works as a legal assistant, but when she's out of the office, takes on the role of an entrepreneur. Desma is a certified lash artist, always finding ways to up her game with her three business gigs, Desmink Lashes, Millennial Moolah, and her newly launched Oath the Label. Hi, so I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. Desma, thank you for joining me on Keep It Spicy. I'm so excited. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. Um, So I'm going to start by asking you to tell me and our listeners a little bit about yourself. So like, what's your story? What have you been up to in the past couple of years or months or weeks or whatever, like personally, professionally? Basically, what's the spice to your life? The spice to my life. So basically, I have a professional background in law. Um, I went to Carleton University where I did um, a BA in law. And then I went on to Centennial College to complete my paralegal degree. And so far, I've just been working at law firms as a legal assistant with plans to do law school. Um, So all I know is like law. And then I just have two business ventures that I started. Well, one I started in 2018. The other one I started last month. Just two business ventures. I love that. <laughs> oh, I'm humble. <laughs> and there's another one, but that one's not profitable. <laughs> and what is something about yourself that people might be surprised to learn? And this is something that we could not have necessarily been able to search up about you on the internet. Um, probably that I'm like driven, I guess. Like if you see me in person, you'd be like, oh, she's like lazy because I'm very like nonchalant. And it seems like I don't have a lot of energy, but <laughs> I do. Like, I'm always up at, like, 3, 4 a.m., like, just working. Oh, that's, I love that. I love that drive. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's so, my sleeping pattern. It's so bad. <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your, this entrepreneurial passion that you have, that I've also, like, having known you for, like, a year now, because we volunteered together. And this is something that I've also... Yeah, this is something that I've also noticed and admired. So you have a lot of like passion projects or such, um, quite a few of which I'm also following. I wanted to ask, like, what inspired you to start these like side hustles or these passion projects? Like, could you tell me about like the introductory story, like how you got started, what inspired you to get started? Like, I basically want to know what the the driving force was to like become an entrepreneur. So for my first brand, Desmond Glashes, um, I used to go party all the time. And when I do, I like to like put on makeup, put on lashes. So I was just like thinking like, if I wear lashes and I go out, then that would be great for like other girls too. So I was in Ottawa, I was in line to get into some club. 
was my friend and this girl turned around and she's like oh my god like your lashes are so nice and it just gave me the idea of like eureka like <laughs> i just started selling lashes make a profit off that that's my side hustle then my second one is millennial moolah where i just give free advice basically to people that need it because i've been in a position in my life where I was like broke and like living paycheck to paycheck and didn't know anything about money, didn't know anything about saving, how the stock market works. So I'll do the research and just teach people what I know. And then for people to like be like, oh, I really like your page. Like it's very inspirational. That like feeds me and then makes me want to like put out more content. And then my most recent venture, which is Oath the Label Candles. Um, it was just like, popped into my head and I'm like I can start making candles as like another side hustle because I'm always thinking of ways to create like passive income and this is one of them and it's taken off and I'm really happy for that oh congratulations yeah I saw that the launch happened last month so yeah very happy for you um speaking of millennial moolah uh, if I'm not mistaken that that one is more of like a resource yes Right. So what what would you have to say about that? Like, how would you define the success of Millennial Moolah? Since you're not unlike Desmond Lashes and Oath the Label, you're not actually selling a product or you're, you're not selling a service. It's like a free place to go and, you know, get a bunch of like finance resources and advice. Mm-hmm. So how do you define the success of that when it's, you know, just like more of a, a pool of knowledge? So right now, I think so I started it in like the second week of April or so and right now I like, I have 800 followers which is pretty amazing because like there's 800 Canadians and a few Americans that follow me um, and a few Australians as well so I like the fact that like I get those likes I get those comments I get those DMs asking me about this because it'll be like simple questions that we should have learned in school but we didn't have the option to learn that because that just wasn't a topic or subject that we had in class so I just love the success so far and maybe I might venture into like learning how to coach people and how to manage their money but I just really like how it's going so far and having people DM me and be like can you teach me how to buy stocks or can you tell me how to buy a house I just really like it because it makes me learn because I have to like read up about it and be like okay how can I relate it to these people in like a very easy to read type of term love it no I agree with you like even lately like my friend and I were talking about the CRB that was released and both of us were like how do we go about this and I was like you know what I I know this person who has written she has made some posts on this I'm gonna look (laughs) at that and I'm gonna send it to you and you break it down really well so I I'm one of those followers for sure (laughs) um and you're also like as you mentioned you're a legal assistant do you think that your career in law or in that realm has helped with any decision making as an entrepreneur? I think so, um, because one of the aspects of my job is to be able to make decisions or just be able to think quickly and handle certain situations. So being able, I'm not working for myself per se, but I'm working for a lawyer and sometimes the lawyer isn't there and then I have to like become the head honcho. I feel like especially in 2020, or even like 2019, you don't have to be an entrepreneur, but it would be wise to like start your own business just so that you can control your own income 
as opposed to just relying on one income and working for somebody else. People often think that starting your own business is like difficult and it often ends in failure. Why do you think people believe that? I think because they look at the startup cost and it depends on what type of business you want to start because some businesses you want to start can cost a lot. And I don't think people are knowledgeable in the sense that they don't know how to create a business plan in order to execute what they want to do. So they probably shy away from that and they don't believe in themselves that they can actually sell the product um, that they want to push out. I imagine that like with all these like, you know, side projects or, you know, these passion projects that you've got going going on, time management must be important. So how do you keep yourself from burning out too quickly? Oh, man, honestly, like I it's. I get that question a lot and I really don't know how to answer it because I literally would wake up at like 3 a.m. and I'd be like, okay, let me post on Desmond Lashes, post on Millennium Moolah, post on Out the Label. It's very hard. Like, I would say I probably do take naps throughout, like, throughout the day. I'd probably be taking a nap right now. <laughs> it's like a my little refresher nap and then wake up and like do it all over again. So that question is very hard to answer because my sleeping patterns are so bad. Let me let me rephrase it then. Like what like entrepreneurial tricks have you discovered to help you like keep that focus and that productivity in your like day to day busy schedule? Staying um, organized. So having an agenda. I love writing in my agenda and I like to write down my to do to do list and I like to visually cross it off. So let's Mm. say it's like I have to ship orders today. I have to do this. I have to run outside and do this. I make sure that I see it and be like, okay, this is what I need to do today. Cross it off. And whatever does get done, I just transfer it to the next day. So just being organized and having an agenda is like key. Like it's number one to staying organized, especially as an entrepreneur, because you don't have someone else telling you like, okay, well, this is what you have to do today. Okay. Gotcha. And like what other key activities would you recommend to like entrepreneurs or like new amateur entrepreneurs to invest their time in? I would say do your research and start now. Um, Some people take five years to get their business like down packed before they release anything or before they start start showcasing it to somebody. But I feel like with this day and age, with promotion being free on Instagram or you can pay for promotion, it's very like ideal to just jump in it and get your feet wet because being an entrepreneur, it's all about learning and figuring out what works and what doesn't work. So if you want to wait five years to launch whatever product you have, you can do that, but then there's going to be someone else doing it and then they're taking the shine away from you. So my advice is just make sure you do your research, create a business plan and get right into it because people on social media will share your stuff. They would send it to their friends. Like you said, you sent it, sent a post to one of your friends. It's all about word of mouth and that spreads and then boom, your business is out there and it's being promoted for free. And how would you say one can go about building like a successful like customer base? Like what tips would you have for that? Definitely have customer service skills. You want to make sure that you become like you come off as professional. Um, You know how they say the customer is always right. You want to make sure that that customer is satisfied so that you can turn them into a returning customer and then they can refer you to, let's say, five more new potential customers so you want to make sure that you're organized you have everything clean neat 
um, professionally. You don't want things to look sloppy. So if that means like paying someone to help you with your website and branding, go that extra step to do that because in the end that return will be great when so this I'm gonna ask you now a little bit about like Desmic lashes when you started out with that what was the bigger challenge improving your skills because you are a certified lash artist also mm-hmm. so improving your skills as the professional that you know deals with all of the lashes or finding customers so like getting people I... to buy your lashes and do and buy the service definitely um perfecting my skill because this type of industry you always want to make sure that you're on top of your game and you're um, basically in the know of what is new because let's say if someone's only doing classic lashes you want to make sure that you can do other things that everyone else can do so I did take another lash course just to perfect my skill because you want to make sure that like you're up there with the other people as opposed to being three years certified but still not having the skill there so you want to invest your time into like gaining your skill perfecting your product and making sure that like it's up to date you know you don't want something that's like that's why like I kind of want to rebrand every couple of years so that way it doesn't look old you want to keep up with like Mm -hmm. what's trendy almost speaking of challenges could you describe your biggest challenge when you started out and could you also tell us about how you overcame it yeah so my biggest challenge was not knowing um a lot in the industry and I wasn't really writing down how much things cost how much money I was making um stuff like that so let's say when I did start in 2018 I just had the idea and I created an Instagram for it got the products started promoting it but I feel like maybe if I took like one to two months to actually sit down and like be like okay Let me write down all the costs of my products, how much I'm going to make, how much I'm actually making, stuff like that. Instead of like, I know I said earlier to like just jump into it, but when you jump into it, make sure you have a business plan. And I didn't have a business plan for Desert Lashes, but now that I'm like wiser and older, I do know the type of route that I'm going into now. And I have had like created a business plan for this now, or I should have done that before, but um the challenges were just not being organized for that one. Moving on to like the marketing side of things, do you use like search or paid ads on your platforms? I have used paid ads on Instagram. Um, Also just reaching out to influencers and like we live in a day and age where, you know, an influencer can be anyone on on Instagram that has over a certain number of followers. So let's say if I had 2,000 followers on Instagram and someone reached out to me to promote their product, I do that, give them a referral code, those girls that or those boys or whoever that follows that influencer will purchase and then that's word of mouth right so Mm. you can either go that route by getting an influencer or you can pay as little as like let's say five dollars a day to have your ad posted on instagram and then it targets a demographic in certain area in canada or toronto so that people can see your posts how did you figure out like how to price your services especially for somebody that was new to the industry so definitely they were lower than um the people that work in the area because one I was new and two my work wasn't up there like the other lash artists as time progresses you get better at your skill and then you're like okay like I can increase by ten dollars and you let your customers know like by November 1st I will be increasing my prices by $10. And if they love your work, they'll stay. If they think it's too much, they'll go somewhere else. 
might not be the same quality of service that they've gotten before, then they might come back and be like, I should have never left. So you want to make sure that you're always perfecting your skill and knowing your worth. And that means by increasing your prices. Tailing off a little bit of what you said earlier about like rebranding, wanting to rebrand every couple of years. Could you tell me how your priorities have changed over time for Desmond Lashes? I feel like rebranding is like a great way to reintroduce yourself. Um, so my packaging is very different than the packaging that I have now. I feel like my packaging back then was just very like plain, simple. Now it's like sleek, nice. Everyone loves it. It's reusable. It's innovative. It's creative. It's great. So I loved rebranding it and just changing like the fonts, my Instagram layout. Um, I don't know. It was just fun. Like you want to refresh every couple of years just to make sure that you're in the market and everyone's like oh okay like I love it like I love the new concept new style you're able to change stuff and I can also imagine that it's like you know as much as the excitement in you know doing these type of things is like present or it's there um and especially doing it on like a public platform I can imagine there's also like the downside where you know you can also receive like a negative comment or somebody didn't like your service and they may say something that's a little bit I don't want to say hurtful, but like, you know, they leave like a a not very positive comment. There's like vulnerability in this as well. So what do you have to say if someone were to, you know, leave a negative comment or not receive that satisfaction that you wanted them to have? Um, How do you handle that? You could just spin it back on them and be like, thank you for your comment or I appreciate your feedback. You never want to like be mean to them you never want to be like well maybe if you like you never want to do that you don't want to look bad you can delete the comment if they decide to comment again blocking like block them it's free to block okay <laughs> like block Yana just you don't need <laughs> to have that energy on your page I actually had um it was like a like three girls that commented on um one of my pictures and be like oh this looks like this brand and they tagged the brand I looked at the brand I started way before them so I was just like there's no way I can copy someone who started after me you know that doesn't make sense and um it was just funny because like I just liked all their comments <laughs> um and I reached out to one of my friends because she was friends with one of them and she's like I don't know why she would do that she said she was drunk I'm like yeah sure <laughs> sure yeah and um I ended up blocking one of them, but her comment was still there, so she couldn't delete it. So now it's like, if you look back at it three years from now, you kind of look stupid because, like, you took your time (laughs) out of your day to go comment, you know, something like this. But, like, that's the thing. Like, this type of market, people want to get competitive, but there is room for everybody to, like, to eat, you know, to grow. It's not just a market for one to two people. Like, people say it could be saturated, but that's why you want to brand yourself in a certain way. So if you want to be negative, then there's something wrong at home and you need, you need to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, support, I support. It's so funny that three people have to say the same thing also. Exactly. And I knew they were all friends because like they all tagged the same person. And I was like, come on, girl. <laughs> um, why do you think it's important to channel your passion to a side hustle if you think it is? Because if you're not passionate about it, you don't care about it. Let's say, like, I love getting my nails done, 
but I'm not passionate enough to do someone else's. So let's say I'm like, you know what, let me take a, a, a nail course. Um, and I take the nail course and then I'm like, okay, I can start doing nails now. And then I'm doing someone's nails and I don't care for what shape they want, what color. I'm just doing it for the money. I'm not, I don't have the drive for it. You're not going to love it. And then it's just going to be like tedious. It's going to be like a task. You won't enjoy it. So you make sure that you enjoy something because when you enjoy it, it's a breeze. It's never a burden. You you don't want to wake up and be like, oh, I have to do this again. You want to be happy. You want to be like, all right, like, let me take the day and let me do this. Like, I'm passionate about it. I have so much, like, feelings and, and emotion towards this. And it's your brand. It's your name on the brand. You want to make sure that it's going to be top notch. And I have, like, two questions that I'm going to ask. They're the same question, but I'm going to break it into two parts. So what is one common myth about having a side hustle or like a passion project in general that you want to debunk and then what is one common myth about being a lash artist that you want to debunk I'll start with the lash artist because the woman who taught me she is now 22 years old very successful she just opened up or she's going to open up her second location in Yorkville and she and that salon they do hair nails and lashes at 22 years old you have your your second salon opening up she has a Mercedes like yes those are higher end cars you can drive any car and still be successful but it's the fact that she started I think when she was 18 years old and she's retired now okay at 22 years old and she would always she's very bubbly she'd always tell people like this market like don't compete with anybody what I mean by compete don't compete with anybody in the sense that like you think you're better than them but compete in the sense that like if there's a new lash style, learn that so that you can compete with the other girls um, because it's just like, well, why should I go to Jen when Sally over here can do X, Y, Z? It's not a, a saturated market. And if you think it is, then maybe it's not for you. But if you think that you can do it and you have passion to like make a girl go from zero to 100, get into it. You can do it if you believe in yourself. And then your first question a myth that I'd like to debunk about being an entrepreneur is it's not easy. I don't know if anyone has thought that being an entrepreneur is easy, but it's not. I know people like to be entrepreneur because you work on your own schedule, your own time, you wake up when you want to, but you need to be able to supply and demand. So there's no one telling you what to do, what time to come in. It's your money that you're putting into your brand. So it is a lot of work. And you got to be willing to work and hustle. What's your favorite aspect of being an entrepreneur? Or like, could you describe to me like one of the most like satisfying moments of like being an entrepreneur? Seeing all these orders come in, like when I started <laughs> Oath the Label, I had people that like that weren't, that didn't even know me, right? I don't have my name anywhere on Oath the Label. So to see random people from all over Canada, Toronto, Montreal follow the page and make orders. I was like, wow, like mama, I made it. Like this is crazy. I I, I love that. Like I had orders. Oh, and I actually had a order from like the States. So I was just like, wow, like I only have like three hundred and something followers. Like this is crazy. I like that. Every time I get a notification, like new order imported, I'm like whoa, <laughs> these people don't even know me and they're supporting me. That's that's amazing. 
my final question before we move into the lightning round what advice would you give to other people who want to pursue like similar entrepreneur entrepreneurial projects and side hustles like you i would say be organized do your research research is free either if you want to go on google youtube know what you're what you're getting yourself into know your startup costs get that times it by two because sometimes you might look and like okay my product's 60 dollars you want to make sure that you have a backup plan in case you need more product so just be prepared um just know that within the year or two your business might not take off or might not be booming that's okay some people's business might not take off five ten years who knows you just gotta be patient and you just gotta believe in yourself and make sure that like just manifest that your business will take off love it okay so now we're gonna shift gears on the questions just a bit It's time for the lightning round. I feel like I already know the question, the answer to this, but are you a morning person or a night owl? Morning. What business related book has inspired you the most? Shoe Dog by Bill Knight. Would you buy a business or start a business? Start a business. For profit or nonprofit? Nonprofit. Are you a hunter or a gatherer? Ooh, gatherer. <laughs> Who has been your greatest inspiration? Oh, you know what? The lady that taught me how to do lashes. She's so young and so inspirational. <laughs> Aww. If you had the option to co-found a business with someone, who would it be? Elon Musk. He's such a smart guy. And now my final question. If you could describe yourself as a flavor, what would it be? Pink Starburst. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Okay, so that was a lot of fun. And now to wrap up the episode, you know, we wanted to send you folks all off with a quote. So since you're the special guest, Desma, I would love for you to do the honors. Yes. 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the ones you did do. So throw off the bowlines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore dream and discover by mark twain lovely and if our listeners are interested in learning even more about you or following you um is there a way they can reach out yes for sure you can either follow desmond glashes which is d-e-s-m-i-n-k lashes um there's millennial moolah there's also label and my personal page which is desma at b-e-z-m-u-h you can hit me up on any of those and I'll be sure to answer any questions that you have. Thank you. This was a lot of fun. Thank you again for joining me, Desma. And I wish you the best of luck. Thank you, Shiva. This is amazing. Can't wait <laughs> to hear it. That brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you folks enjoyed that. Join me next Sunday for another episode on Keep It Spicy. If you want to stay in the loop, follow me on Instagram at underscore Keep It Spicy and on Twitter at Keep It Spicy Pod for more related content and some pick-me-ups in the middle of your week. Like, comment, and share the content and podcast with friends and family. On that note, remember folks, keep it spicy, yours truly, XX.